Good afternoon and good evening. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Snacks 71.6. You know I love you. You know I appreciate you. Every time you download an episode, every time you listen, makes me feel a little bit warmer. Actually, that being said, please stop. Stop listening to this. I can't deal with it being any warmer. I have the air conditioning on. I have a fan pointed at me. And I'm still dying. I went outside. I went on a, I went on a scenic walk today, and I thought I was gonna die after 15 minutes outside. I even put on sunscreen, and I was wearing light layers. I was wearing one of those really, really, really light jackets and pants because, actually, hear me out. I know it sounds crazy to wear pants and long sleeves in sunny, hot weather. But, I learned about this while reading some old, some old Arabic book. I don't remember what it was. It's not one of the big famous ones. Uh, It was just something that I saw online. It was like 20 pages. Anyways, what other regions in the world would do, and still do today, you wear layers to protect you from the sun. So, you might think that It's cooler to wear a tank top, but actually wearing one of those super light, flowy, long-sleeved shirts or jackets is much better at keeping you cool. Because something something, the fabric not only keeps the sun from being directly on you, but also it wicks away the sweat clinging to your body. So. It actually does a little bit of a better job keeping you cool. So, yeah, I had one of them light, flowy jackets on, super light, and some, like, really, really light, really light, they're kind of pants, kind of shorts, they're like, I don't know, calf length, and still I was dying. I took the jacket off, I was still dying. It's horrible outside. I hate the summer so much. It's my least favorite season. And depending on where I'm at in the world at the time, winter is either second or third. Places with snow, I don't like snow. Growing up on the shores of Lake Erie, anyone who grew up near a body of water knows that lake effect snow is miserable. And anyone who grew up in the north knows that any snow is miserable. It's not as beautiful and romantic as southerners think. Snow is miserable. Anyways, this is all to say, this is all just playing off. I said that when you guys listen, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And then I started complaining about how overly warm it is. And how fuzzy my hair is because of the humidity. So, can you negative listen? Can I get negative 100 listens? That'd be nice. Negative, I don't know how the metrics would work on that, but mathematically, I think that would make me about 16 degrees cooler, give or take, depending on 
how much you round. So, let's try and get this podcast to negative 100 likes, baby! Now, all that stupid crap out of the way, it's time to get into the news. And baby, we are going on a downward descent. I'm going to start you off with something good, then we're going to go right down into hell. We're starting off with Kellogg's launches new Special K protein snack bars. And that's the headline, and that's exactly what the article is. There are two flavors available at launch, Berry Vanilla and Brownie Sunday. They are... Uh, they have 6 grams of protein and 90 calories per bar, which there are 4 calories per gram of protein and also 4 calories per uh, gram of carbohydrates, but we're not reading about those right now. So 24 grams of protein, wait, 24 calories worth of protein out of the 90 calories per bar. That's not terrible. That's not too bad. And I can't actually, in the picture they give us, I can't see the nutrition label. Can I zoom in on the front and sneak a little? No, this is nothing. Dang. Okay, so. Well, I mean, it still sounds good. It still sounds really good. Just the only thing that I know is 90 calories and 24 of those calories are protein. I presume the rest is either uh, complex carbs, the ones that fill you up, or it's fat from the presumably milk-based drizzle on the top for flavor. I hope it's not milk-based because I would love to have one of these. And the price is a little painful, just like all Special K things. It's ridiculous. $4.29 per 5-count box. That's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. But that's our best, that's our best news article. Coming in at second, the middle-of-the-road one. Taco Bell tests new big Cheez-It tostada with giant Cheez-It cracker. Good news. It's only in one single location in California. And it's $2.50. But... The bad news is everything else about it. It's a tostada with an oversized Cheez-It cracker in place of the crispy crispy corn tostada shell. It is, ooh, look at that. It even specifically tells you the Cheez-It tostada, the shell, is a Cheez-It cracker that is 16 times larger than the average Cheez-It. 16 times bigger. That's insane. And then... 
looking at a... I guess I don't know what a tostada is. Because I'm looking at the picture that they provide. And this is just grisly. You know those... plasticky, papery bags that they... Inside the paper bag, wrapped up, it, it is each individual item. In the picture they provide, inside of this tostada's plastic bag wrap. It's just the loose ingredients. Is that what a tostada is? Is it just a big corn shell dumped in a bag with loose ground beef, sour cream, diced tomatoes, sh shredded lettuce, and shredded cheddar? That's... I didn't think that's what a tostada was. This actually got sad. This looks... This looks sad. Honestly, this looks like you were... You had to clean out a bunch of dishes at once. And you didn't actually have anything to... You didn't have a, uh... A Tupperware to put them individually in. You just had, like, one loose container. You're... You, you desperately needed your pots clean so you just dumped everything into it into this bag that was sitting on your counter and then there's just a giant cheese it in there this is this looks like something that they would make on a Nickelodeon sitcom let's move along though that was weird it honestly if you think about it if you think about it it does, it, it, it sounds like it'll taste delicious. It just looks. The picture they provided is bad. But I'm sure, just thinking about it, the taste is fantastic. But, if you want something that's bad all the way down, oh, I've got, I've got, I've got the news for you. I've got the news for you, baby. Ooh, if you wanna if you wanna suffer for the next five minutes, here we go. Buffalo Wild Wings rolls out new You're never gonna guess what comes next. I'll I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you like ten seconds to think about it, okay? I'll give you ten seconds to just think about it and just make your guesses. Okay, Buffalo Wild Wings rolls out new bird dogs. Buffalo Wild Wings rolls out new bird dogs as their latest chicken innovation. They also add a new one happy hour. Who gives a crap about that? Bird dogs. And I should point out that dogs is spelled D-A-W-G-S. Bird dogs, what does that mean? Well, just like with the Taco Bell, this picture... Lord... Oh... This is not good. Oh, this is not good. Oh, I'm actually gonna... Oh... I'm gonna put... 
a link to the JPEG in the episode description. Oh, you guys need... Oh, this looks like food that you would find in Chernobyl. This looks like the Vesuvian Expeditions. This is... Oh my god. This looks like you tried to make food out of zombie flesh and whatever was canned in the kitchen. Oh god. Bird dogs are basically fried chicken tender sandwiches served in hot dog fashion in a toasted brioche hot dog bun with various toppings and sauces. Okay. We're gonna have to pause right there. We're gonna pause right there. Each sentence. No, actually, there's only there's only one sentence. Each phrase, each clump of nouns and adjectives is heinous. Everything about this is bad. Let's start with bird dogs. The name is bad. The name is a crime. I think you could find something in probably the FDA ruling against this. Are basically fried chicken tender sandwiches. So they are decidedly not hot dogs. They are sandwiches. Served in hot dog fashion. So, I'm not playing this debate, Buffalo Wild Wings. Hot dogs are not sandwiches. Sandwiches are not hot dogs. You cannot say... You cannot say... That these are sandwiches... In hot dog fashion. Those are two different things. That's like saying... It's like saying, uh... You're playing baseball... In swimming fashion. It's just not compatible. It's two different things. You can't do that. So that's bad. But then the parentheticals. Oh, baby. I could send these... I could send these parentheses... Straight down to hell. And live a happy life. If it were just... In a toasted hot dog bun. With various toppings and sauces. That'd be okay. I could live with that, you know? But they had to go make it bad. They had to go and throw in one more adjective. One single, one single adjective. Seven letters. Made this heinous. Brioche. Anyone who's had brioche knows what it tastes like. It's a sweet bread. It's an airy bread. It's the kind of bread that, say, you could not grip. If you were trying to hold it firmly, well, it's not, it's a voluminous bread, but it is not dense. It is very airy. If you, if you were to try to grip it, you would crumple it. So the, the physical texture on that one is bad. 
and then the taste. It's sweet. Often, fresh brioche is glazed. So it's a sweet, glazed bread. Unless, of course, yeah. See, okay. I, I went back. I went back to the picture to take a look at the buns. Maybe, maybe they were using words wrong. But I cannot stand to look at that long enough to try and decipher. I have no idea. Um. So if it is actual brioche hot dog buns, then that's bad in every regard. But if it's just hot dog buns, if it's normal hot dog buns, but they're just putting the word brioche in there because maybe they cook it like at a lower temperature for longer, then I want to hit, I want to find whoever started doing that and hit them with a brick. Because you can't just do that. You can't just appropriate words that mean different things. You know, you know, you know, maybe if it's an old dead word, you could try and bring it in and use it again. Maybe if it's like an adjacent thing, you know, you could try and slip in a secondary meaning, but a brioche hot dog bun. Not to make another comparison, but I mean, that's like, that's like giving someone a bowl of soup saying enjoy your taco that's not it man it'd be like if I were to give you an ice cream cone and say have some pasta no brother you can't do that you can't do that it's either really bad it's either brioche used for a, for a very wrong thing or it's the word brioche used to describe something very wrong either way i don't like it i don't support it i hate you buffalo wild wings i hope i wish upon you bankruptcy but good news the buffalo wild wings bird dogs come in three three varieties we have oh this is sickening to read the loaded bird dog Topped with beer cheese and wild honey mustard. What's beer cheese? I don't like that. What's beer cheese? I'm looking at the picture again. I'm looking at the picture again and it's bad. Oh, honey is bad. Oh, this is a heinous picture. You guys gotta look at this. Uh, next up we have the Honey BBQ Bird Dog, topped with signature Honey BBQ sauce and French fries. They are French fries on your hot dog, because fuck you. And last but not least, we have the Buffalo Bird Dog, topped with ranch, Napa slaw, and medium buffalo sauce. And this is not included in the primary content, but there is a footnote at the bottom of this press release. Any purchase of $15 or more comes with one free roll of toilet paper. 
any purchase of $30 or more, they give you the Poison Control Hotline. Any purchase of $60 or more, they call the hospital ahead of time. And that's gonna do it for the news today. That's all I've got. Like I said, we started with something good. We started with a light, gentle, easy to digest, literally and metaphorically, Special K protein bar. And then we slipped down into gutter food. Thank you very much, Buffalo Wild Wings. Funny story about the review. Due to both the heat and the fact that I'm packing and getting ready to move, I didn't have time to go out and buy a brand new snack. It's sort of, I mean, of course, I could just go to any old corner store and, like, get some random, like, I could get a, I could get a bag of dried plums. I could buy some dried hawthorns. Would you guys appreciate that review? No. Because... It's, you have no basis for it. It's nothing, you know? It's not even, like, in a realm of something you know. So, like, I can't even begin to talk about that. I try to keep my focus generally on things that, you know, have a global outreach. Everyone in the world, every, well, every region in the world has Lay's potato chip, has Oreo cookies, has soda Coca-Cola is everywhere. I can talk about cola all day. But trying to find a new flavor of something right now, I didn't have time to go hunting all around to try and find a new something this week. With one small exception. I did just today get in Minute Maid's new product. Yes, Minute Maid, the juice people. They have... They've been releasing zero-calorie sparkling waters flavored with three different juices. Two different juices prior to today. Um, the ones regularly available are Grape and Peach. Grape and peach are huge flavors over here. But one that's only available special order is apple. And I think I've said it on the show before. I am huge on apple. I love apple. Apple flavored anything. I am all for it. And this is a zero calorie sparkling apple juice. Baby, this has my name written all over it. So I ordered a package a 12-pack of it. I got all 12 in, and they arrived today. And I wasn't going to do this for, sh for the show, but then I just straight up couldn't find anything new. So here I am talking about it. Um, Like I said, I wasn't expecting to be talking about it, so I didn't wait and save my first taste for on the show. And it's honestly not that exciting to talk about, but hey, here we are. So Minute Maid's new sparkling, I'm just going to call it sparkling apple juice, even though there's like, 
it's not technically sparkling apple juice it's like technically sparkling water flavored with apple juice or something like that but here's the thing zero calories but it's the same color as apple juice and it tastes just like apple juice it's delicious it's fantastic i have you ever drank apple juice have you ever drank sparkling water put those together you have it it's delicious it's fantastic i don't know what sort of dark magic they did i don't know how they got it so that it's zero calories but they did and i love it so very very much i 100 percent wholeheartedly recommend that everyone if you ever see this in the store whether it's imported, whether it's actually normally available, get it. And I hope that you can't hear the sound of my beanbag crumpling underneath my butt. I drank some of that sparkling apple juice whilst I was watching The Owl House. The Owl House, that's right. We're back to media reviews instead of food reviews. The Owl House is undoubtedly my favorite cartoon of the last five now what year is it 2022 um what's the last oh i don't want to start thinking about that and i'm sure that there's something i missed i'm gonna phrase it like this the owl house is my favorite studio like massive, you know, big three studio cartoon since the nostalgic days of yore. Yes, ever since like Saturday morning Nicktoons, I haven't enjoyed a cartoon as much as I am enjoying the Owl House. I hopped on this train like the day of the season one finale. And was it then? No. I was actually on it before that. No. Wow. I wasn't, I didn't start watching at the premiere. I know that for a fact. Uh, episode, no, episode six. It was episode six. Yeah. Okay. I just looked back through my phone gallery and yes. Wow. I didn't, I thought I was a much later adopter. Uh, no, I've been watching The Owl House since season one, episode six. I've been watching it weekly since then. And, I mean, it's really good. I can't, it's really good. I, I can't talk about it at great length because I'll end up spoiling things. Even things that I don't realize are spo especially things that I don't realize are spoilers. Um... So I'm just going to give a general review, a general overview. Uh, season 2 just finished. And so here's the thing. It's gay. There are non-straight romances in this. And they are the reason why Disney cut season three at the knees uh if i remember correctly 
Dana Terrace, the creator, was guaranteed three seasons and uh, either two or four specials. You know, like most cartoons have some sort of mandated holiday special. And what they do is they just like an episode that releases near a holiday. They just like throw in one or two things like Steven Universe. Famously, they had to have a Thanksgiving episode, even though it just definitely wouldn't fit. So what they did was the episode that was taking place at the, you know, off at the barn. Uh, the barn is where two side characters were shuffled off to. Um, the episode that was taking place there, they just color shifted the background and they said, well, actually, it's in fall. And it's fall holiday. So that's why we're coming back here. To celebrate togetherness. Literally nothing else in the episode changed. They just changed like the overall color scheme to make it, you know, fall e, And then they just threw, like, in the, in the introduction to the episode, they just threw in like four or five lines about, oh, it's our version of Thanksgiving. So, uh, basically, the Owl House was in that position. Kind of, technically, sort of. Three full seasons side media like you know those stupid novelizations and color books and stuff and uh four specials either two or four specials and then she wouldn't take out any of the non-straight characters so disney said okay about that season two's in production right we would lose money if season two didn't air. She said, yeah. They said, okay, great. You have two seasons. And she fought. She fought tooth and nail and managed to scrape out, I think, the last I heard, uh, five episodes for season three. So uh, they did sort of had have to hit the gas um but honestly if you didn't know this it wouldn't be noticeable but when you know this background information then there are a few little quips and lines that you're like oh okay i get it on a deeper level so yeah there's that um but yeah I mean, even with being cut off hard like that, which is a shame, The Owl House is so good. So good. Character development, character interactions, character relationships. The magic system. Who man. It has defined rules and limits, but also workarounds. And those workarounds are consistent in-universe. Nothing is... Every episode's a banger. Like, the worst episode is a season one episode. And it's agreed to be... It's, 
it's like the it's like the fourth episode of Avatar, how nothing really big and major happened in it. It was quote unquote filler. That's what this episode was. Nothing big or major happened in it. It was quote unquote filler. But what happened? I mean, I won't I won't spoil the episode, but like, it just it was a character growth episode. Big and dramatic things didn't happen, but characters learned about each other and grew to appreciate each other more. And you can't skip it because every episode's important, even just the minor little details. You shouldn't skip any episodes. You should watch every episode of this show, and you should tweet at Disney, email Disney, say give them back, you know, give them, give them a couple more specials. It's too late now that season two's ended and they're already in production for season three. Quote unquote season three the few specials that they have. Um, we could get a second wave of specials after that. I don't know, man. I hate Disney. I hate Disney. Why are they so awful? Why do they do this? They give us something good, and then they break its legs and tell it to finish the marathon or it's canceled. Why do they do it? It hurts, man. It hurts. Yo, the Owl House was so good, it actually made me cry, for real. And I don't cry at things. Last time I cried was four years ago when I left my family. I don't cry. And the Owl House made me cry, man. It's good. Watch the Owl House. It's a it's a wonderful cartoon. It's my favorite cartoon in ages. Almost, almost full decades. Watch it. And that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you much, so much for listening. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to me talk about anything and everything that I choose to talk about. It means so much that you're willing to just indulge in my mindless talking, speaking, rambling, raving. I love it. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. I hope that this episode was at least moderately entertaining. It's hard to... I know that it felt a little bit flat when I was talking about the Owl House. Uh, but that's because I have to really... If I don't keep it... If I don't keep myself constrained... If I don't... If I don't hold back... Then I'm just gonna end up spoiling everything. And then it's gonna be disappointing. It's re- There are actual genuine twists and shocks and turns. It's so good. I love it. Um, but I hope that I more than made up for the lack of emotion in the review segment when I was talking about how much I'm disgusted by the Buffalo Wild Wings dogs. I hope that there was a fair balance there. And hey, if anyone actually watches The Owl House, you can write into the show, send me a message, and I will over-enthusiastically chat with you about it. We can share favorite characters, favorite episodes, favorite background details, favorite characters, favorite theories, fan art. Oh, please, please watch The Owl House. I'm begging you. That's That's my call to action for this episode. You don't even have to bother telling anyone else you know about this episode. Tell them to watch the show, The Owl House, the Disney cartoon, The Owl House. 
tell them to rate it five stars. Tell them to share the Owl House with their friends and family. Tell them to write to Disney and demand more Owl House content. Please, that's my call to action. Please, oh God, please. Stay happy, stay healthy, and above all, stay crispy.